Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Hurry up, come on, hurry up. You done? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, wa la'aqibatu l-muntaqeen wa la'ajwana illa ala al-dhalimeen. Wa salatullahi wa salamuhu wa la ashraf al-anbiya'i wa al-mursaleen, Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in, Allahumma la sahla, illa ma ja'altahu sahla, wa anta tajul al-hazna, idha shi'ta sahla, Allahumma... Right, folks. Any news? Any any thousand? Nothing. <laughs> what an attack on Nadif! Not even any three seconds, and he attacked him. You missed. You missed the attack on Nadif. It goes. The new news is that Nadif is here. What's going on, Lala? If Shazada is attacking you, and you see the problem, he said it really quietly, and then when I cuss him, everybody goes, oh, we feel so sorry. We feel so sorry for Shazada. He gets bullied all the time. The fish. He's the world's biggest bully. I got some news. You want to hear some good news? I don't know, man. Bajimei is resigning, Magar. You know what the curse of this dunya is? Is that we start to develop a soft spot for our enemies, Lala. <laughs> um, honestly, man, man is weak, Yara. I feel sorry for the miskina, Yara Baji. I detest that woman, you know, that, like to the next level. But now I'm feeling bad, Yara. I'm starting to hate that Reese Mogg even more, Michael Gavey at Go even more, Boris Johnson even more. And I like Baji may have all of them. That's the problem, man. We're weak. Anyway. My Natazi was that uh, the chief. No, no, I can't, I can't say that. Maybe that's private news. That's why. The chief's not here today. He's going to be back next week. Chief's on a mission at the moment. I just want to, I just want to let you know that he's, he's safe and stuff. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay, khalas then, yeah. He got into Aqsa today. Um, uh? <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, he's there with a few people on a few scouting missions, and uh, he uh, they hooked him up for two and a half hours, which is pretty much the same as last time. And uh, yeah, things look good. Things look good for people trying to get in, which is a positive. <coughs> no one got refused. No one whatever. So yeah, that's the Nate Azzi. I spoke to him today. He's doing all right. Right, okay. Any news on here? There's something wrong with the color Sheikh's grey top is pink. <laughs> you want to slow down, bro? <laughs> Ras. Ayaz, you want to definitely slow down. What color is this? <laughs> salmon. Did you say salmon? <laughs> See that? A refined banda. Refined banda. Salmon. It's a color. <laughs> it's a color. It, you know what? From today, it's a color. You know, as soon as I heard it, I said, that's a colour. Never heard it before my life as a colour, but you know what, it works. <laughs> I take that. I take salmon as a colour. All right? Right. Right, what's going on? Where are we, man? What are you guys wasting time for? Uh, we are... Yeah, I seem to remember that the last thing that I said... Actually, let's read some Arabic. Yeah, come on. So... 
he says in the Arabic, وَيُشِيرَ No, no, no. وَيَقُولُ أَتَّحِيَاتُ لِلَّهِ وَيَقُولُ أَتَّحِيَاتُ لِلَّهِ وَالصَّلَوَاتُ وَالطَّيِّبَاتُ أَسْلَامُ عَلَيْكَ أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُّ وَرَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ وَبَرَكَاتُهُ أَسْلَامُ عَلَيْنَا وَعَلَى عِبَادِ اللَّهِ الصَّالِحِينَ أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله هذا التشهد الأول. Translation is that he then says التحيات لله. Don't don't be dreaming, bro. You're you're dreaming. You're dreaming. Go right back up. And then he says التحيات لله. Which we translate that last week as? We didn't. We didn't agree, did we? You know what? I was reading Sheikh uh, what Sheikh Muhammad Mukhtar Shankiti said. He goes, "Is a dawam." No. What did he say? Yeah. A dawam wal baqa lillahi azza wa jal. Which translates as basically. I don't even know how to translate that. The continuity. And I've got no idea how to translate that. Adawam means continuity. Baqa means to remain, to stay behind, to remain, to continue. Baqa. You know, we say that's the baqi, that's what's left. Yeah. It's for Allah Azza wa Jal. You know where he's getting that from? He's getting that from, from the same from the tahiyyah, from life. And when you say to the king, long live the king. Attahiyat to you, to the king. And you remember all that yani, a blurb that Solange posted last week that spoke about how it was used classically for kings. So that's where it's coming from. So when you say attahiyat yani, or tahiyya to the king, effectively what you're wishing is long live the king, isn't it? That's what you say, long live the king. It's a big cheer and a big kind of praise, isn't it? So it's long live Allah ish in a way which is befitting to him, subhanahu. So that's why they translated it as like a, a dawam, continuity, and baqa, and remaining belongs to Allah. Probably, it's probably, it's, it's probably accurate, but it don't sound great. We need to, well, thingy, we need to agree on something because, uh, thingy, honestly, you know what? We've got to take this off the, off the screen. That's anyone, the only thing to look at, yeah, is these flipping comments, yeah? Put, this, put, the, put a video on maximum or something. All right, here we go. Here we go. Let's go something real here. <laughs> if it was because of Bangladesh independence, they would have painted myself red of blood. That's what I would have done. Shot in the head. Bangladesh independence. What the red spot? I can't think many reds. Not flipping salmon. Right. Eternity, perpetuity, endlessness. Endlessness. That's nice, isn't it? Endlessness. That's a nice word. And dominion belong. Huh? Everlasting. Everlasting. But what would you put? How is it? Uh, uh, what's the what's the what's the noun of everlasting? It's, it's just a verb. So we can't phrase it in the way that Arabic is. So if you're translating the sentence, yeah, then you would say God's everlasting or God is everlasting. Right. So what are we saying then for tahiyat? Then I need to write this down because I'm delaying my translation. Huh? Mesa, what did we write down last time? So what was it last week? You had to pass me one of these pens. 
What did we write last week? Endless existence. That was what we said last week, yeah? Huh? Endless existing existence and dominion belongs to Allah. So, all majesty and glory, yeah, is exclusive. Okay, all right. All right, so that's one. Then? Endless, this was last week? Yeah. Oh. So we did kind of, then we, then we did mention it then. Endless existence. And dominion. And dominion. Belongs to Allah. The only problem with that particular statement, or actually both of them, is they don't sound like a praise. They sound like a fact. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know what's interesting? We're going to discuss this today. The tashahud al-awwal and the tashahud al-thani, the first tashahud and second tashahud, which you're going to realize today is what I've just recited, abuduhu wa rasulu is the end point, is not actually meant to be a dua, even though there are a few duas in there. It's mostly meant to be statements of fact, praising, and so on. And the second tashahud is all dua. Obviously, Durud Sharif, Salat Ibrahim, is Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. You know, like this, all the way to the end. Plus anything that you add on from yourself. This is all dua. So, the tashahud al-awwal is literally you witnessing, making the shahada, and yani, praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know what I'm trying to say? So, and not really, and it's not meant to be opened up so much that you introduce your own dua. That you kind of, you know, you go freestyle in it like you do in the sajda and like you do at the end of salah. This is a very kind of focused kind of praise. Like the, like the, 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 the tasmiyah or the thana in the beginning, al-istiftah. And it's focused. So, what do you think then? What do you think? How, you know, these, these statements are, import, are important because they need to be summarized nicely. I want, I want to do the whole lot. I want to write it down right now. So, I don't think one word is going to work. I don't mind that. I don't mind if it's a few words, but it's got to be, it's got to flow. All right, let's leave that for a minute. What did we say? Prayers? No, we didn't say prayers. Ah. So all greatness, prayers, yeah, goodness, belongs to Allah, okay. So I'm happy to go with prayers and goodness. I want thingy changed. Would you guys, Annie, out of English, would you say all greatness to Allah, all prayers to Allah, all, but there's an emphasis there. There's a, there, you know, I'll tell you something. Right? You're saying no, but there are narrations in which Lilla is taken out from some of them. So like, you know, At-Tahiyyatu Lillah, Wa-Salawatu wa tayyibat right? Then there is At-Tayyibat, At-Tahiyyatu At-Tayyibat Lillah. And there is At-Tahiyyatu At-Zakiyyatu, At-Tahiyyatu At-Zakiyyatu At-Tayyibatu Lillah. Like this. So the lillah is sometimes repeated and sometimes taken out. 
So I think we should be accurate in each version we translate with how many times we mention Allah's name. You get what I'm saying? Unless you say that the number of times Lillah occurs in the sentence is irrelevant. Now in Arabic, that's very difficult to say that. Because we understand that in the Arabic language, a repetition is a sense of emphasis. Yes. No. Yes. So no doubt about that. Owns, yes. The bread or the bread go to him. Go to him. Right. But then you said Ahiyatulillah. So that, that that's the that's the first version. version. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This this first version. Yeah. You're saying the land here. Yeah. Isn't of possession. It is ownership. Yes. So his or the bread or the bread go to. The pr uh, no. Ah, uh, uh, I see what you're saying. So the land here. Yeah. 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 So as we said, as we mentioned last week, the lamb is for ahad and for al istihqaq as well. So that means that it is for him because he's the only one who deserves it, right? So we mentioned. So it's fine to cover the general generality of the three words, but the fact is, is that to mention Allah Subhanahu wa Taala's name, the pronoun here again and again is a definite sense of emphasis because you feed al-khasar as they say it restricts it each time all right mm. it's one of those artistic kind of things anyway for now let's just at least yani, i'll think about that but let's re replace greatness why, why are we saying greatness uh why are we saying greatness that was just one of the options last week all greatness prayers goodness belongs to allah if we can take out greatness and replace it with something, then we can move on. Glory? Glory is the same, isn't it? It's not got anything to do with the long live and uh, hail the king, and it's got nothing long, it's not got nothing to do with, you know, the endlessness and the, the continuity and the remaining. So, what word is going to capture that side? Majesty. Majesty, no, it's the same as greatness. Huh? Yeah. Prayers is for salawat, goodness is for tayyibat, greatness is what we're stuck on, which is at-tahiyyat. So, all eternity and dominion belongs to Allah. All eternity and dominion. Huh? Well, it's two words for one word. It's kind of a nice thing to use two words. Yeah. No choice. Yeah. It doesn't mean dominion at all. It means. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no doubt we're, tra we're, we're translating it by by consequence. Uh, it's concluded conclusion. It's intended meaning as opposed to its literal meaning. Of course. Yeah. We need to solve this. Otherwise, we can't get notes out. I don't want to keep yani going back to it. Wait, wait, this, is a, this is a condition of the prayer. Right? Yes. So it's like the first thing you teach a child or a son that it's a very difficult. The statement or the or the meaning? The whole yeah, the statement or the meaning? All of it, both. Statement is no, 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 no not particularly. Oh, you, 
you tell the English one, yani even, you can't even say Allah, forget about yani. Yeah, but that's yani only because it's multiple, uh, s- multiple syllables, isn't it? Anything which is multiple syllables. But you tell him to say yani, Alexander Cortez Vasquez, yani, she'll have a, you'll have a heart attack. I'm kind of saying it's a shame we don't think about it for that long. Mm. No, no, definitely, definitely, definitely. Tashahud is the forgotten. They're all lame. They're so lame. They're all along the how uh, like praise. Huh? Greetings of humility. Greetings of humility. See, they've gone the other way. They've gone like, you know, like hello. They've gone the hello route. Or your. Yeah, they've taken it from the, the literal Arabic of yani, when you give a tahiyya, when you say salam. They've literally gone down that way. We, we discussed that last week, remember? Mm-hmm. Greeting. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll, I'll work it out. I'll work it out. We're stuck here. All right, that's fine. All right, let's move on then what uh, Sheikh Uthameen says. So he mentioned, um, uh, we're at the part of Abuduhu. Uh, no, we're not. We are on Ayyuhan Nabi, right? And I, I want to make sure that we understood what we closed on, that As-salamu alayka Ayyuhan Nabi was what the Prophet ﷺ taught, and yet there were some companions, few only, that after the death of the Prophet ﷺ, they changed it to Ayyuhan Nabi. Okay? They wanted to put it on or on the Prophet. Okay? Um, uh, sorry, Assalamu ala Nabi, beg your pardon. Assalamu ala Nabi, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, which translates literally as peace be on the Prophet. Okay? Peace be on the Prophet. Whereas yani, everybody else, like we say, Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you, O Prophet. Yeah? And it's just important for everybody to cement this fact in your mind that uh, the reason that we are sticking with the vast majority position, Abdullah bin Mas'ud is allowed to have ijtihad, he, he's made ijtihad. But what we would say is, as I mentioned last week, Umar bin Khattab, he taught it in front of all of the companions and not a single one objected. Abdullah bin Mas'ud had his own opinion, that's fine. The Prophet knew that he was going to die. He knew that if there's anything that needs yani, editing, then he would tell them. It's not allowed for him to keep the information to himself if that's the way it's going to be said. The Prophet ﷺ was praised and was mentioned in the tashahud throughout his lifetime by people who were with him and not with him. There were companions that he sent away that were not in his yani, site or even country, and they didn't change yani, the, the direct verb, which indicates that it is possible to speak to the Prophet ﷺ in this kind of direct fashion. Is that clear? And so we will stick to that. And we'll come to the discuss yani, some of the variations of this uh, tajahud a little bit later. The, the, the thing that uh, Uthman wanted me to discuss, which I don't know whether, you know, if there's appetite for, is then what about yani, the Brailvis and, you know, their whole kind of thing with the Prophet Sallallahu And, uh, you know, so what I want to say is that in my mind, I've never ever been so obsessed actually with what the Brailvis do. I mean, and some of the Sufis do, which is this whole addressing of the Prophet Sallallahu directly. Not been so bothered about that, yeah. Um, uh, you know, saying, you know, you, 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 you'll see, you know, they'll do their mehfili zikr and they'll say, As-salatu wassalamu alayka ya Rasulullah. You know, this kind of, uh, you know, as if he's really there in the present. But when you actually question them, they admit themselves that we know that he's not here. I mean, there's different 
levels and there's different groups amongst them but some of them will say that we know that he's not here but we want to say it and so others will say yes we believe that he's right here he's hazir right that he knows everything that he's everywhere that he's like you know and that's obviously a problem what i want to say is that in my personal opinion i do not share the same kind of nafrat and anger and refutation and whatever to the brailvis for just having yeah all over the place it shouldn't be used Okay, because of what, it's le- what it leads to. But I'm saying that's not the big, b- bigger problem. The bigger problem is the consequence of what happens if you do believe in the yeah, to the level where you think the Prophet ﷺ is present, that you think that he should be equated with Allah, that you think yani, that when you put yani, the, uh, 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 the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the uh, wall, then the name of the Prophet ﷺ should be the, uh, besides it. If you're going to call upon Allah as Ya Allah, then we should call upon the Messenger as well, Sallallahu with Ya Muhammad or Ya Rasulullah. That's a problem. Sending salams upon the Prophet Sallallahu with a Ya, I'm not so fussed about that. I don't think that's a small issue which has been enlarged. The much bigger issue is the Ya Rasulullah on on a power of Allah, and in terms of that's who we're calling upon. That's a major problem, major bid'ah, majorly haram, and of course what it leads to could be and even worse. And some people do, uh, you know, do, do, do some yani, silly and crazy things. And obviously we'll get to that. Uh, and obviously Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, you know that he has a track record. He's very strict on the sunnah. And he used to go around and make sure that people would not do bid'ah as much as he possibly could. Very strict upon people. He, was the, he is the, the famous companion in the famous hadith when he saw the people using stones to make dhikr. And... Um, they were counting and they were copying after one of like a group leader. And so there was basically a group dhikr session. And he was incredibly angry. He went into that gathering and he said, he goes, that the clothes, the clothes of the Prophet are still with us. Yani like, you know, his body's still warm. And you've started doing all this stuff that has got no basis. So whenever he could, you know, whenever he could get in, then he would make it very clear. And it's clear that he's made that judgment call, that he doesn't want to risk people getting into the whole, you know, he's present kind of thing, right? And um, we discussed this on the weekend in the Tafsir Surah Ali Imran, the concept of tawassul. And the tawassul problem really kind of, you know, uh, falls into this. Tawassul is effectively seeking the means to go via someone to Allah. So the idea that, you know, I'm not good enough or I am good enough, but I need a bit of extra help. So I'm going to go through. So by the power of or by the virtue of this is called tawassul, using someone to get to something else. And the something else is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to respond to your dua. And normally the people, the masses, when they make this mistake, they make tawassul by the Prophet They say that he's the Prophet, he's you know, perfect, he's got the best dua, so we ask you by the Prophet by the virtue of the Prophet This is a problem, it causes all kinds of issues, it's a bit adds no doubt about it. And of course it goes against the action of the Prophet himself, the companions of the Prophet himself. They had needs and du'as to make, but you don't see any single one of them asking the Prophet In actual fact, you see them asking, for example, the famous hadith is them asking the uncle of the Prophet So Abbas yani, was there and they asked him to make du'a for the rain when they were suffering a, a drought. So it's allowed to ask you know, others or to seek the means via people who are alive, who are good, you know, uh, who are righteous, yani, pious people to ask them to make du'a or to ask yani, by them because you believe that the, the family of the Prophet etc. But, but, but the key is that they're alive. And they ask, and that's it. But when you start attributing the ability to listen and to pass on your dua to those who have passed away, that's not possible. And every time you see tawassul in the sunnah, you see it, as, as I mentioned before, uh, making tawassul through your own deeds, 
making tawassul by the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yani making dua, making uh, dua by the, or making tawassul by the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and uh, so on and so forth. So it's, a, it's an important yani, point to, to just, you know, just to clarify. All right. So when we say ayyuhan nabi, all right, so we've done all the rest, okay. Ayyuhan uh, nabi, it actually means ya ayyuhan nabi. Yani, oh Prophet, ayyuha is the same, okay? Uh, the asal is ya ayyuhan nabi. So what happens is that it's like oh, oh, the Prophet. Ya is also a calling word. What's a calling word in English? Huh? A what? No, what's, what's it called in English? Calling, when you call someone. What, what's that called? A particle? Yeah. No, no, I mean I mean I mean I mean what do you call oh hey oi what do you call that? What are these phrases called? There is a name, you're right. It's a, some type interjection is different to vocal corruption. If I say oh you or hey you or whatever, it's different to oi. Oi is something else. Yeah. We don't have these languages. Hmm. So anyway, my point is, but you get my point, yeah? Harf nida is what you call it in Arabic, the phrase which is used to call someone. And we have ya, and we have ayyatu, and we have ayyuha, etc., etc. It means oh, hey. Not like hey, but like hey. Oh. So it's called harf nida. I'm sure someone will tell us. Um, vocative. Okay? Sumira so said it's the, voc it's the vocative participle, I'm guessing. Okay? So the interesting thing with Ya Ayyuhan Nabi is that it's two evocative principles, Ya and Ayyu, okay? So uh, because we're saying it so much, the Arabs, yani, they would play this little kind of card where they would kind of delete one, keeping its meaning in principle, but delete it for ease of use. So Ya Ayyuhan Nabi has now been removed, Ya and Ayyuhan Nabi, but it actually means Ya Ayyuhan Nabi, okay? Um, but it's not... Uh, 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 in, in speech, it doesn't. It's not always removed, but just because it's used so much, it's been removed. Okay, um, so that's that. And Nabi, what is that? And Nabi, and Nabi. Yeah, you can have that two ways, with a ya at the end, like I just said, or with a hamza. If you do it with a hamza, it becomes an Nabi'u. Okay, an Nabi'u. That's the actually original word for some people. Because they, 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 there's a question in Arabic language, where does Nabi come from? Yani, what is the asal of the word Nabi? So there's an opinion that there was not a ya, a ya in there, there in the first place. Nabaya. It's actually Naba Hamza. Okay? Ah. And, that, and we know in Arabic another thing that happens is that Hamza is a hard letter. It's like the worst letter. Yeah? It's always a headache letter because. You're flowing and suddenly uh, you have to stop to bring it in, okay? And because of that, that's why you have the concept of the Hamzatul Wasal is so important in the Arabic language when you study Arabic, that the Hamza can be taken away and you can flow, or it can be removed to ease pronunciation. So the Hamza and its importance to get rid of in Arabic language is very important. So if the Asal of the word Nabi is from Naba'a with the Hamza removed, then Nabi means the one who uh, brings news and is the receiver of news from Naba, from Khabar. Does that make sense? Yeah? So he is, he is Al-Manba' and he is Al-Munbi'. He is the one who 
uh, the one who receives news from Allah, from the Messenger, from Jibreel and he's al-mumdi, mumbi, he's the one who informs. And we know that's the case. So maybe the word Nabi is from Naba'a, okay? And the other uh, opinion, Sheikh Uthami mentions at the top of page 152, he goes, an bi al-ya' bila hamza, okay? So that's the original one that we said, an okay, which is the, the, the vast majority. And um, here, it's either because there is no Hamza at all, or it's the Hamza has been removed from the original yani, word because of saying it. And then this is therefore min nabwa. This is now from a completely different word, nabwa. And nabwa is something which is respected, high, superior. Okay? And nabwa yani, is the, like an upper class in, or upper quality, top. Yani. Uh, يعني, and Sheikh says, يعني, يعني, to, يعني, raised, that which is raised. And was um, uh, he has been named that such because of his high status. Now, I mentioned this in this class before, and I mentioned this on the weekend as well. That we have a principle in Usul that if there is a word that has two meanings, two different meanings, but the two meanings do not contradict one another, then both get played at the same time and it enriches the meaning of the word. And so there's no problem for us saying that the word prophet means superior, best raised status, high, and the one who gives news and receives news. And that's a beautiful combination and that is what a Nabi uh, means. Okay? Um, so we'll go with that. We'll go with that. So, أَيُّهَا النَّبِيُّ وَرَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ وَبَرَكَاتُهُ Okay, so we've done all this so far. Assalamu alaikum. Yeah, we've said what peace is. Yeah, we said what peace in the akhirah, what in the akhirah is. Wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The rahma of Allah subhanahu wa taala. Um, this is a word which we need to know as many Arabic words. When you uh, use it in its, in isolation, it has one meaning. When you use it as something else, it has. Uh, when you, uh, it has different meaning, if you use it yani, uh, in this scenario here, is it on its own or is it with something else? Something else? Which is? No, what is just the joining word? Something, yani, yeah, but it's not the, it's not, it's not the, the barakat, which is the similar word. Salam is a similar word. Assalamu alaikum, ayyuhan nabiyu wa rahmatullahi. Wa rahma is linked to assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Ayyuhan nabi is like a, 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 an insertion, right? So if that was not there, it's assalamu alaikum wa assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yeah? But just because we put a pause to mention the Prophet again, assalamu alaikum ayyuhan nabiyu wa rahmatullah. So the rahma is paired up with. Salam. And the rule goes like this. If Rahma is used by itself, then it means uh, forgiveness from Allah, Tawbah from Allah, it means peace from Allah, safety from Allah, it means also favor from Allah, blessing from Allah, uh, 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 like the full shabam. The full shabam. Is that, you get what I'm trying to say? That's the mercy of Allah. Bestow your mercy upon me. Rahmaka, Ya Rabb. When we say Rahmaka Ya Rabb, it means forgive us Ya Allah 
and bless us with your mercy. It's the main combination. So here, it's been paired up with salam, and normally the uh, rahmah is paired with salam or maghfirah, so peace or forgiveness. So whenever it's paired up, okay, then it gets a specific meaning. If it's not paired up, it means everything. When it's got a specific meaning, we can't now cover the forgiveness part or the peace part because we've got a word specifically for that. That's salam or, you know, huwa al-ghafoor rahim alright? So he's the forgiving and the merciful. So the, forgive, the forgiveness part is now being taken up by, by maghfira or ghafoor. So now rahmah means that which we want extra from Allah to get what we want. Sheikh Uthameen puts it in a nice uh, uh, combined form. He says that when we use it yani, with maghfira and rahmah, then it's ma yahsulu bihi al-matloob. Ma yahsulu bihi al-matloob. Wal-maghfira wal-salam ma yazulu bihi al-marhub. That's great. Okay? Translated literally, yani salam and maghfira will be getting rid of that which is going to cause a problem, which is yani scaring us, which is causing an issue here, getting rid of that. And rahmah is ma yahsul bihi al-matloob. And mercy is do anything and give us anything and do whatever it needs to be done and bless us with anything that matters for us to achieve what we need to get the objective. Okay? And so basically, what you're having is, as Sheikh Uthameen says, that you, you, is one is takhliya and the other one is tahliya. Takhliya and tahliya. Takhliya is to prepare, to repair post deficiencies. That's to fix. Takhliya means to fix. And a tahliya is when you Yani, uh, 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 perfect and beautify. Tahliya. You, yani, you, uh, yani, Shaykh Tamin says, the awsaf al-kamila. Yani, the perfect attributes to make it even more better. Yani, simply as, as someone says, someone asks the Shaykh, why is salam mentioned before rahmah? Because you clean first before you iron, right? You, you have a bath first before you apply perfume. Yes, you don't just put perfume on to a smelly body. That's a waste of time and your internal self is not good here. So, takhliya means to get rid of what's holding you back, which is your sin. So that's the maghfirah. That's why we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us. And then mercy is then asking, and we know that we did a sin, so we deserve nothing. So we've got two problems. Yeah? If you sin, you've got two problems. You've got one, you've got sin on your shoulders. You've got a burden of sin. Two, because you've sinned, Allah is not going to give you anything else. Yes, you've already got to deal with your sin, so he's already angry with that, let alone you're not asking for a favor, which was to yani, be blessed with Jannah or safety, and we've still got sin. So we have a two-stage process. The salama, the maghfira, is, Ya Allah, remove this sin. Afia, get rid of it completely. Takfir, the kafara, is to remove it completely, if it's small enough, simple one. Get rid of it. Conceal it. Don't even see it again. The maghfirah is to cover it up. We said the ghafra yani to cover. The maghfirah is the helmet. Yeah. So you protect it from that sin. It will never affect you. It's covered completely. So that part is fixed. But now we're back to zero. So we were minus. Now we're back to zero. And zero is not going to cut it. You don't get into Jannah on zero. So now we need a favor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask Him to give us that which we don't deserve. That's what mercy is. Mercy is receiving that which you don't deserve. And so then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us His mercy, and that's the tahliya. That's the extra 
that basically gets us up. So this is the this is the tarkib, this is the, the, the form that always maghfira and salam and it goes into uh, you know in these uh, uh, these are the way yani, these two are always seen. So the most important thing is that when a word is used in this by itself, it means everything. But when a word is used um, uh, uh, with in combination, then it has a specific meaning. I also wanted to mention, and I don't know if I do mention this enough, a lot of people yani, sometimes don't know this that tawbah and istighfar mean the same thing, okay? Whenever you, they're very interchangeable, okay? Using the same rule. But if tawbah and istighfar are mentioned in the same, uh, uh, the same sentence, then tawbah will almost take yani, the previous kind of aspect and istighfar will kind of, uh, will kind of uh, take the protective future element, according to some scholars. That's if you use them in the same sentence, all right? That makes sense. Okay. Uh, let's just quick up, catch up with some questions. Lala, uh, bring this down. Hamza said, Is not tawassul calling upon Allah mentioning a good deed you did, like the men? Yeah. So, like I said, um, that tawassul is something which is allowed. That tawassul is something which is good and allowed. Yeah, and that is calling upon Allah mentioning a good deed. I said that's one of the versions. Uh, Lutz is giving us some. Words, eminence, yeah, and sovereignty and perpetuity. What do you think about perpetuity, folks? It's not praise. It's not pra- praise, huh? Perpetuity. It is, it is the meaning of baqa, yeah. It is the meaning of baqa, well done, yeah. But, uh, yeah, okay. What's that? Uh, up, up, up to what Salaam is saying. Do we say ka because this is conveyed to the Prophet by the angels? Like when one writes a letter to someone absent, one writes you to them in the second person and it is conveyed by the paper and the post. Um, that depends if you're making a statement or you're making a dua. If it's a dua, then it is, it is conveyed to the Prophet We have the hadith of the Prophet that says that send Salaam upon me wherever you are because the angels will give it to me. and yani, Make tabligh of that, yani they'll, they'll, I'll receive it from them. So that is, but the ka is not necessarily because of that. But if you do address the Prophet when you say, you know, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when you say Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there's no ka and it's still conveyed. So it's not the ka which is the conveying aspect. The salam is conveyed whether you say ka or not. Assalamu alaikum, yeah, and you shouldn't necessarily say that in normal speech. Unless it's part of some kind of poem or, you know, uh, you're making a dua, for example. You're so impressed. You know, you read something from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi You know, you speak to the Prophet Sallallahu in a way where you are almost addressing him, but you know that he can't hear you. You're addressing him out of love and out of يعني, reverence. Right. Nadir. Uh, where will we hold LP? Nadir is going to be, inshallah, in the Move and Pick Hotel. So it will be on um, Monday, maybe Tuesday, I think. I can't remember. I think Monday. I think it'll be Monday is when we'll do it live in, 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 uh, in uh, Move and Pick after Isha. So there's been a lobby around there. All right. What was happening there, man? There's some next level questions. Forget that. Right. Um, uh, okay.
Okay, we'll, we'll come back. About sending salam, we'll do that. You mentioned you mentioned the cause of revelation of the shahud. Ah, oh, Haris, man. That's a good question. And I completely forgot to bring the hadith. Let me make that. I'll mention that next week, inshallah. It's not a dua per se. It is, it is, it is, it is, that part is a dua, but yani, the majority of it isn't. Ashhadu Allah is a, is a statement of fact, a declaration. At-tahiyyat yani, is a praise, yani, kind of praise, the first part. So it's only a small part which is actually a dua. Whereas the, the, the second tashahud is full on, full on. All right, wa barakatuh, wa barakatuh, which is the jama' of barakah. And what is barakah? Barakah is a lot of good, a lot, yep. And when we mention the word barakah, we're talking about a large amount. The, the actual root verb or the root word of barakah is the birka. The birka, al-birka. And al-birka is, is where water gathers. And because it's sloped, because of the nature of where it gathers is low and sloped, in a small amount of time with a small amount of rainfall or whatever action, a large amount of water will gather. So it doesn't drain very well whatever and that phrase can be used and applied to anything which is even made intentionally the point is is that very quickly it's a lot okay so barakah is asking for a lot okay then and so uh, as sheikh says well barakah so that which grows in good and that which increases in good and is a lot of yani uh, uh you know a lot huge big all right so why are we asking for a lot with the prophet then what are we asking for a lot? A lot. A lot of what? For the Prophet who's passed away. I mean, if he's alive, then we, make, uh, we ask for barakah for him in his food, so that he has a lot, in his safety, in his salah, in everything, right? So then, what's the, what's the barakah for the Prophet Muslim. More high, higher, I don't think so. Barakah is a lot. You don't get a lot. No, not high. It's not high. It's a lot. Is it? Well, yeah, any increase, maybe. Yeah, go on. Maqam Mahmoud. No. Sheikh Uthameen says that the barakah of the Prophet ﷺ after his death is the kathra to atba'i. Wa ma yutba'u fi. Yani. Uh, we're asking for barakah in his followers and in what they do. So, for example, if he's going to have a hundred million followers, then when we say, wa barakatuh, assalamu alayka wa rahmatullahi, assalamu alayka ayyuhan nabi wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So, uh, Ya Allah, send safety and salam upon the Prophet and your mercy upon him, وسلم, and barakah upon him, i.e., upon his ummah. So they become 500 million. So that 100 million becomes 500 million. And what they do is blessed as well. So if they do yani set off with that intention to follow the Prophet then they are blessed in everything that they do. So just like the mornings are blessed, because the Prophet yani indicated that the blessed mornings are blessed. Or for example, you know, people are going to pray and do two rakah, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts the barakah in it and they do 10, or the reward of 10 is achieved, etc. etc. So uh, yeah, and Sheikh then, uh, so that's the correct position. Sheikh also mentions that uh, if you think about it, this is also a response to some of those people. Although I don't know who these are, 
But I think Dr. Saab will tell us about these people. Yani those that want to send gifts to the Prophet Sallallahu Or they do qurb to the Prophet Sallallahu They recite for the Prophet Sallallahu The brothers must do that. Send Fatiha to the Prophet Sallallahu Make sacrifices for the Prophet Sallallahu Yes. Yeah? So this, uh, sacrifices is a packed thing, isn't it? And Fatiha not so much. Arabs do that? To send Fatiha, recite Fatiha for the Prophet Sallallahu Only for dead. And like yeah, well, there you go. That's the point. Yeah, no, they do. They do. I, 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 I've seen in Egypt that they do. Um, but but not well, not well. No, as in, as in, as in, in, in their uh, in gatherings. Yeah. Um, so what Sheikh Uthameen basically says, he goes, this is the difference between the people who follow the Sunnah and who just do bid'ah. Okay, that. If you want to send reward, because that's what you're doing, right? When you send Fatiha, the whole point, by the way, if you want to understand why is it that you see people recite Fatiha or sacrifice an animal, is because to sacrifice an animal for the sake of Allah is a rewarded action, and especially if you give the meat away, and if you eat from it, that's allowed. But the principle, of course, is that you sacrifice and you feed the poor, or you give charity, you know, or you uh, do things which are good. Now, obviously, what's happened in, re- in not recent times, but over our history, that acts of worship has become this big thing to bestow upon other people. There's a similar concept here that we're just about touching on, but I don't want to get into. It's called Isal al-Thawab. Isal al-Thawab, the transferring of reward. There is idea that we want to try and benefit other people by doing good deeds. Okay? Uh, qurban. Qurb, okay, means to be close. Qurban, uh, qurbani, when you, uh, when you slaughter the qurbani, it's an act of closeness to Allah, a worship to Allah, qurbani. When you sacrifice anything, yeah, you know, ya qurban. That's what my mom used to say all the time. When she used to say, say when I say, can you do that? She goes, did you qurban? Ready to sacrifice myself anytime. Sick like that. So, I think that's how Pax use it, right? Yeah. So, qurban. Yeah, no, it's not used like that at all, yeah. Al-Qurb doesn't exist. Yeah. Al-Qurban, yeah, yeah. Qurban is a pack word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Qurbani was the first video I ever owned, by the way. <laughs> let's, let's get real for a second, you know what I mean? Lala, I see a little sneaky little face, a uh, smile on your face. Surely, this was before Surely. Qurbani, and it had, what was his name? Mittun Chakarbati. Was Mitten Chakrabarti yeah. the main thing? No, there was another guy in it as well. Or was it just Mitten? He's got to Google it. It was a legendary film. Yeah. Goodness me, it was back in the day. 70s or 60s? Oh, you ain't huh? Made in 60s or 70s? Made in 70s. It was my dad's uh, VHS. Uh, it was the first one that he had. Original tape as well. <laughs> <laughs> Kassim, I'm not even joking, I can see it right now. <laughs> Alani Kassim, I can see it right now. And the reason I'm saying that it's original is that it wasn't just a sticker on the VHS red type written, but it was a coloured one, you know, like the coloured ones on the labels, but proper font, Qurbani. Sick film. Come on, put me out of my misery. No, just post what year. Who? 
Vinod Khanna. Amjad Khan was in it. That's exactly it. Feroz Khan was in it as well? Yeah. Forget the rate in what year, that's what I want to know. 1980. Lala, you're older than I thought. Feroz Khan. 1980 Indian Hindi action drama filler film. Look at that. We don't mess about. We don't mess about. We do action drama thriller all in one. You know what I mean? We don't mess about then all our single genre bakwas. We are triple genre. Yes, bro. Right. Anyway. <laughs> so, this act of qurban, sacrificing for the Prophet ﷺ, making yani whatever, whatnot, it's actually all nonsense. And the reason it's nonsense is because, um, uh, you see, this is the classic kind of, you know, good intention. This is the whole concept of bid'ah. By the way, I want you to make it, I want, I want, I want you guys to know, especially those who are watching um, uh, in London, or anywhere near London, make sure you go to Sheikh Wali's class next weekend in London, which is the only time that he will teach Bida'a over weekend. Okay? This weekend he's in uh, Birmingham teaching uh, Fiqh of Dua and Dhikr. Okay? Even though he told me to watch prayers, but I'm still, yani. But it's the Fiqh of Dua and Dhikr in Birmingham this weekend, this Friday. And then the weekend after he's going to be teaching Bida'a. And Bida'a is such a difficult, emotive, sensitive subject because people just don't understand why are you blaming me for doing something good. So all these people are going to sacrifice an extra animal, going to read an extra Fatiha and ask Allah to send the reward of that, etc, etc, etc. And um, it's a great idea, it makes complete sense. It's not made easier by the fact that a number of the classical scholars throughout history, and I am sympathetic to this idea in theory, okay, do believe in some aspects. So the famous one is the recitation of the Qur'an. The whole concept of the Qur'an khatam comes from this same principle that we recite the Qur'an for the deceased and we hope that it carries on. And the basic principle comes from the hadith of Sadaqah Jariyah. That's where the, the idea comes from. So the, when a person dies, So when the son of Adam passes away, then his actions will, will be stopped except for three things. Knowledge that benefited him child that prayed for him, prays for him, and Sadaqah uh, Jariyah. And the idea is, is that if other people put in his or her name a good thing, then the reward will get to them. So at what point do you cut it off? It's a huge discussion, really difficult one to be honest. Okay, Like you've got Abu Hanifa on one side and Shafi on the other. You've got like Ibn Taymiyyah on one side and you've got yani, whoever on the other. So... Um, you know, at what point do you cut it off? At what point do you decide that, um, you know, you got little few hadith that people use to make it become huge, like the hadith of doing hajj on behalf of the one who has passed, right? So there's a direct text there. The problem is, is that hajj is an obligation, right? And if you didn't do the hajj as an obligation, then, then, Someone's got to pay the debt for you. So that can't be used. You can't use yani, an obligatory debt, me paying someone's debt, as an evidence for voluntary debt. However, that's exactly what they did. They said that if a person, for example, didn't have to do hajj, let's say that your mother, very old, very weak, very poor, disabled, etc. She can't do hajj. And she will spend her whole life not doing hajj and she'll pass away and hajj was never an obligation upon her. But you'll see her children will do hajj for her. I don't know of any scholar that prohibits that. 
okay? I don't have any scholar that prohibits you doing that Hajj for her, even though it wasn't obligatory in the first place. That's where it gets messy. Now, if you let that go, then that basically means you've done a Nafal Hajj for her. If you allow the Nafal Hajj, well, you've opened the door. You basically said, then we can now do acts of worship and then ask Allah to transfer the reward. That is why people go to Umrah, as much as I hate it, and they do Umrahs for other people. We allow that yani, in a really, really kind of, you know, restricted way, and we only do that because some scholars have said. But there's no evidence from the Prophet that, that they either did it, let alone pass it on to someone else. And, and you see, you can see the problem because then it starts to become everything. So the amount of people who believe you can make du'a for other people is crazy. Right? The amount of people, I get asked all the time. I've obviously got the group going soon and the questions are obviously coming in. It's a very common belief that, can I go make du'a, you know? And uh, you'll see a lot of people in Saudi who work there, you know, from the packs. They're making du'a for their family members all the time, every week. Umrah, obviously, big mission, isn't it? More difficult to don't do that. That's where it comes, it distills down to Quran, to Fatiha, to whatever. Now, you see where it gets messy? If I said to you, donate 500 pounds for him, you do that, and that's fully legit. So the problem is you've got some obvious legit ones, and you've got this big gray area in the middle, right? And in the gray area, you can get some kind of silly behavior where people then start to then do an act and then say, I'm going to pass this to the Prophet ﷺ. Now that's a whole next leveling it up because we're still struggling with just your father and your mother who's passed away, which makes sense. If you see the scholars, they, 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 they either stamp it out completely or they allow one degree of separation, meaning that it's got to be your direct family because you've got an interest and you shouldn't be doing it for other people. That's why, for example, when people come to me and ask about can I go to the Qur'an khatam or should I do a Qur'an khatam, I said that's not the sunnah. But if you want yourself... Then Ibn Taymiyyah allowed it. Ibn Taymiyyah said that it's allowed for a person to read Qur'an for his mother or his deceased family member and ask them, يُوصِلَ الثَّوَابِ يعني يُصَالْ الثَّوَابِ Yeah, transfer the thawab. But that's on a... That's Well, not, not, not really, because the hadith says, أَوَّلَدٌ صَالِحٌ يَدْعُ لَهُ Making dua. Reciting Qur'an is an act of ibadah, not making du'a. It is qurban. It is like the sadaqah. It is like the ilmun yuntafa'u bihi. So for example, if you taught me, you pass, and I got something from you, and I decide to make it into a video or a, or a thing, that, and, I, I, and I put money into it, and I ask other people to put money into it, they'll get the money reward for yeah, an investment of Sadaqah Jari or whatever. But ultimately, you'll get the reward, and that's why I'm doing it for if I, if I send a, a million of these, and people like it and benefit. Ultimately, I'm doing that so that the reward goes to you. So you've got these yeah, any, you know, pillar posts which aren't so very clear. Like I said, people will allow it for direct family. Where they will start closing the door is when you're doing it for someone that you don't know or, or you're not related to. And that's where yani, you got the bid'ah. Now, it becomes easy to clamp down on these because they do it in a very specific way. Once, once people start doing things in a specific way, they've made that fatal mistake, and then we can, we can, we can close it down. So when they say, on the day that a person passes, we're going to gather in my house, and we're going to read 30 paras, and no one's going to know anything, and you just read it in this robotic way. This is bid'ah. It stinks. It's complete bid'ah. 
it's like an idea that if we don't do this in this way, in this manner, then we haven't given the haq to the dead. That's not a natural kind of act of qurban. So you can see the scholars will find that easier to kind of condemn. And the umrah is not so far off that because they're saying, yani, uh, you know, uh, hajj at best, and that was obligatory. All right, we let nafal go. All right, where's the umrah coming from? Where, on what basis is the umrah coming from? Ah, Aisha radiallahu anha did another umrah. Okay, that's for herself, right? Yani not for someone else. It becomes difficult. And there's some hadith that which indicate that it, it might be possible to pass on the reward from an umrah. We get that. I'm not even that, you know, buzzed about the concept of doing umrah myself uh, twice in an in a immediate visit. If I go out and come back, yeah, of the miqat and travel to Medina or travel to Jeddah and come back, yeah, I get that. But, yani, you know, people who go to umrah and do it, yani, again, there's no basis for that. But again, some scholars allowed it reluctantly. But where does it keep, uh, how far do you go? The tawaf, nobody allows. There's no scholar in the sunnah that allows a tawaf to be made. But then you've got to ask that question, why not? If you allow a person to make a tawaf, uh, make a umrah, then why not make a tawaf? And, and the answer is because tawaf is not a complete set of worship. It's not a complete act of worship because tawaf by definition is sabat ashwat, seven circumambulations with two rak'ah, and tawaf is just one part. Okay? Then we'll say, okay then, we'll say, we'll do a full seven then with two rak'ah. Because everyone's, everyone's buzzing over that. It's say, you know, no one wants to do. Right? <laughs> it's it's sa'i that no one wants to do and it's the ihram no one wants to wear. It's just a case of it's you know, just to do seven and two rakah, a piece of cake, we do that, right? That's about thirty minutes here I need it on the ground floor. So it becomes messy. So what Shaykh Nathamin makes the point, and I just want to clarify to show you that sometimes you know what it is? You know, a lot of people can get caught up in ah, but Sheikh so and so, Imam Ahmed. Imam Ahmed is the one who caused us the problem here. He's the only one who has allowed this umrah to be done repeatedly, right? You can see that he's, he, and he says, you know, it's not a major problem, right? It's not a big issue. And so people then they jump onto that, right? The, the way to avoid this is to just live Islam according to principles. And that's what Sheikh Uthameen is saying. He goes that, what, well, are you better than Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali? And Abu Sayyid al-Khudri and Anas and Abdullah bin Umar, Abdullah bin, are you better than them? And if you say yes, then you've lied. And if you say no, then you should admit then that they know how to worship Allah and they love the Prophet more than you do. Do you love them? This is, this is, I'm paraphrasing his two pages. Do you love the Prophet more than Abu Bakr? If you say yes, you've lied. If you say no, then, he, then follow the one who loves Abu, uh, the Prophet they never ever did any of these acts that we just mentioned above. <coughs> but you know how they did send Qurban to the Prophet ﷺ? By saying, Assalamu alayka, ayyuhan nabiyyu, wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yani this is a dua for them, for the Prophet. ﷺ. This is seeking mercy for him, and this is also transferring reward. Barakat yani, is literally the transfer of reward. We're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase the reward. That is how you do it according to the sunnah. Same impact, same consequence basically. That's how you do it according to the sunnah. And it makes complete sense. I mean, literally makes complete sense. Alright, let's finish this off then. Um, let's uh, wrap into the lesson. Behave yourself. Wrap into the lesson. Right. What is the best practice then when someone's parents pass away? Is there anything we can take from the Sahaba? Yes. Dua. And to set projects up in their name. Waqf. In their name, 
the concept of a trust yani, is even helped by tax law for crying out loud. Yani, in, in non-Muslim countries, they give you yani, tax breaks. So you set up yani, a trust in their name where no one can benefit from that in a, a thingy way. And uh, dua and spreading knowledge, yani, this is uh, so many acts. And Sadaqah Jariyah is not just buying a, you know, a well, building a well, building a well. People have got to start getting out of the building a well. There's so many different things, educational and uh, all, 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 all whatever's out there. You just need to have some imagination. Right. Um, let's quickly finish this, man. We're going to be here all day. Assalamu alayna, then, and peace be upon us. And that doesn't mean uh, me. It means all of the uh, people who, uh, and there's different opinions, actually. All right. Some said it means all the musallun, the people who pray. Some said the malaika. Some said the all of the ummah of Muhammad وسلم, whether they pray or not. And Shaykh Uthameen says that's the correct position. That's the more correct position. It means all of the ummah of Muhammad We make dua for them, for peace and security and safety, and for us as well. Because all of us are his followers. And then on the righteous servants of Allah. This is important. This is a specific type, isn't it? But is this, is this specifying the previous or generalizing it? Go on. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Or it could be that they're slaves amongst us. Yep. Yep. So uh, that's not so excellent because that was the obvious one. But the other answer was excellent because everybody here was said specific. Because, you know, we've done the whole ummah and now we've gone for the good ones. But the excellent answer is what Sheikh Uthameen said. He goes that this is ta'ameen ba'da taqsis. He goes that we already said the specific because it's the ummah. Yep. Yeah, normally, correct. In a list, you normally yani, move out. So this has been moved out. This has moved out from the Ummah of Muhammad to the good people from all history, all those who have passed away, because they're ibad. So that would be the Muslims of their time. That would include the Jews and Christians that worship Allah properly and all those people upon Tawheed. It means the angels. It means all of the ibad salihin. Excellent. And what does it mean? They are those people or creatures or creation that, yani, that, that humbled themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They were abd. They were, by, by definition, they are abd. So they humbled themselves in obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they prevented themselves from any of the haram actions. So therefore, if you do not prevent yourself from haram and you do not humble yourself to obey him, you are not an abd. An abd, as you know, is the lowest of the lowest uh, statements in society but the highest according to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in this little tashahud, we are going to praise ourselves by calling ourselves ibad, and we're going to certainly praise the Messenger of Allah sallallahu by saying, abuduhu wa rasuluh in a second. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, many times, fa'awha ila abadihi ma awha, subhana ladhi asrabi abadihi layla, you know, there's so many, wa in kuntum fi raybim mimma nazzalna ala abdina, fa'atu bi surti mimithli. Yani there's so many ayat, so many different verses of the Quran where the Prophet is referred to as Al-Abd is the highest possible position ever. To be described by Al-Ubudiyya, it doesn't get any better than that. Sheikh then also mentions a nice point. What does Ibadullah Salihin mean? What does it mean to be virtuous? What does it mean to be virtuous? 
What does it mean to be righteous slaves? Can you get any non-righteous slaves? Of course you can, right? Yani, of course you can. So you have Ibadullah Salihin, or Ibadullah Salihun, yani, if you uh, do not know Ibadullah Salihin, uh, or you have Ibadullah Fasidin. So what's the difference between the two? The Ibadullah Salihun, they are those that their insides, their secret, their inner, and their outer is pure. Okay? They are the white right ones. Yani, so they are, and this is, this is, this is good. They are, when they hear that which is to be, the, they hear the command of Allah, they say, Sami'na wa ata'na. We have heard and we obey. If they hear his prohibition, they say, Sami'na wa tajannabna. We have heard and we will avoid it. We have avoided it. And if they hear any kind of narration from the Prophet Sallallahu or any news about him, they say, Sami'na wa saddaqna wa qabilna. That we have heard it, we believe in it, and we've accepted it. So we believe in it, so we heard, we believe, Yani we make tasdiq of it, and we accept it. The ibadullah salihun, they are those people whose insides and outsides are on a line, and whereas the al-fasidun, they're the opposite, the corrupt slaves of Allah. Yani they are either, the corrupt ones are either corrupt on the inside or the outside. If they're corrupt on the inside, then they are who? They are the mushrikeen, the munafiqeen, the kuffar. Everything on the outside is great. Uh, they do actions, they do this, they do that, whatever they do. But inside, they don't believe or they're, they're corrupt or they're liars. So that's a disaster. And the other one, those who are on the outside, outside rubbish, but inside okay, they are also fasidun, isn't it? We said to be a salihun, inside has to be good, outside has to be good. So if your inside is good but your outside is rubbish, who are these people? They are the Mubtadi'ah, the people of Bid'ah. They are people who are inside, they believe, they have good intentions, but outside they just yani, they make it up as they go along, or they choose their own little way, whatever, whatnot. But they, the main, main thing is that they want something which is good, right? They believe in it, but they're doing it wrong. So this is yani, how people can go astray. And that's what Shaykh Al-Tamin yani, wants to make it yani, clear. And he goes, so he goes, this is theory. He goes, do they exist though? Do they actually exist, those people? Of course they exist. And I, I like what Allah says. He says, every single, uh, every single human being, every single, every single thing, any, everyone, kullu man, every single thing in the heavens and the earth, they are ibadullah via what's called al-ubudiyya al-kawniyya. Someone translate that. Whereas the Muslims are, are only Ibadullah because we are Ibadullah for Ubudiyya al-Shari'iyya. Now what does this mean? It's difficult to translate, but basically it means that Kawniyya means that they are servants of Allah because they have to be. By necessity, because of the creation. Kawn means creation, they're created in that way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in kullu man fi samawati wal ard illa atir rahmani abada in Surah Maryam. And everything in the heavens and the earth, uh, and the earth will only come on that day in a state of as, a, as an abd, as a slave. Everyone is a slave. Allah has created all of them. He is their master. Whether they like it or not, believe it or not, understand it or not, accept it or not, they're, they're slaves. That's what we call the Ubudiyya Kawniya, Al Kawniya. By necessity, 
by the, by the virtue that they are created, they are slaves. That's different from those who are, yani believe in ubudiyah, ash-shari'iyah. Those are the ones who themselves submit. Yani they intend to submit. Okay? Uh, we are those who yani do it in a legislated way, ash-shari'iyah. We do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We choose and we do it in a very specific way. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. We'll do the uh, shahada and other things next week, inshallah. Right, bring it down, Lala. Uh, right, let's start off with Yani uh, Mahjabin and all her Yani good fun. All right, while standing in Qiyam, does there have to be skin to skin touching when you do Wada and Qabd? No, it doesn't. Okay, you do not have to have skin touching. You can do glove on glove, you can do sleeve over sleeve, no problem. Can you confirm there are no transcribed notes from 20th of Feb onwards? Dear Mesa, I'm sure that you will respond and you will fix that up. Um, and that they are no doubt done. And Mahjabeen has just lost her way there. So just hang around Mahjabeen and Mesa will respond and give you some links and stuff. Number three, the email is wrong. It's LP note takers. Takers. LP, write it Lala, afterwards. Afterwards. Uh, okay. At gmail.com. Right. That's fine. What about sending salam through someone? That's bid'ah as well. Telling people, hey, send salam. Can you give my salam to the Prophet? <coughs> Complete bid'ah. And if someone yani, is someone younger than you, then you educate them. If it's you're older than you and it's going to cause fitna and parents, then just say, inshallah. Barakat. <laughs> uh, how is this for the ummah? Why not is it for the ummah? We want them to increase in their actions. We want to increase them in their actions. It's gone, you know. It's definitely torn. 100%. 100%. Two weeks, yeah, any steroid injection is gone. I can feel it. It's gone. You custom pack is put nazar upon me. That's the problem. Shut up, man. me. Right, next one. Up, up, up. Up, 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 up. What is the best practice than that? Does not the Prophet get reward anyway from the, de the deeds we do? Uh, uh, absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. He does. He does. You couldn't possibly get more qurban yani, and, and, and ajar and thawab. It's absurd. Well done, Hamza. Correct. When reciting du'a qunut in the witr salah, while you raise your hands, do you look at your hands or the point of sajda from Amelia? I thought that the question was a good one, uh, Lutz. Um, Sheikh uh, Walid has his own opinion on this, okay, and he'll discuss that. Um, it's permissible to look at the hands. You don't look at the sajda. It's permissible to look at the hands, and some scholars said that you can look up, but um, some scholars said that you should not look up. There are some uh, hadith that yani, uh, prohibit that, and they overtake the dua part because you're not meant to look up in the uh, in the prayer. Um, I think the safest position is to look straight ahead yani, with, and which is towards the sajda but your hands are in the way so effectively it's covering both. That's my, that's my personal position. Uh, Sumaira says, Allah Alam. Sumaira says, uh, are we saying that the salam upon the Prophet Sallallahu is tahliya for us and asking for the rahmah of Allah upon him Sallallahu is tahliya for us? Do we then, correct, correct. Okay, yani, uh, for us, uh, when we do it ourselves, but when you're doing it in the in the uh, in the tashahud, of course, it's for the for the Prophet Okay, because listen, 
As-salamu alayka ayyuhannabiyyu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So salam, safety, peace, yani any issues that are going to cause a problem, then protection from that, Ya Allah, to the Prophet Wa rahmatullah, Ya Allah, increase your mercy upon him and make increase your mercy and give him more than yani that he deserves and just smash that side of it. Wa barakatuh, and just send so much blessings upon the ummah in their numbers, in their actions and so on. So this is the dua for the Prophet Sallallahu and then the ummah. Uh, and then, وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَيْنَا وَعَلَىٰ عِبَادِ اللَّهِ صَالِحِينَ It's only the peace that comes back to us, not the rest of it, okay? Do we then infer that the barakah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon him is a, is a, is a not a tajliya, but a takhliya for us to correct, absolutely correct. As per the three stages of tazkiyah, not necessarily, no, not necessarily. And by the way, I just want you to know that, that the, yeah, exactly. This, the, these are phrases, takhliya and tahliya, is just someone's way of, 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 of articulating the relationship. So three points, two points, you know, it's all the same. Okay, Mahjabeen sorted that out. Lesson 8.15 p.m. next week. And then 8.30 the week after. All right, so just keep an eye on the, uh, on the old thingamajig. And that's about it, folks. Zakumullah khair, subhanakallahum wa bihamdika, shadwallah ilaha illa anjwa astaghfirullah wa atubu alayk, wa salam alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.